loving in my feels today podcast as i like to say hello everybody i hope this podcast finds you in good health wealth and prosperity so today guys i'm coming to you all with a serious topic the topic that i want to talk about is childhood wounds and childhood traumas. I was looking um, online and I wanted to find a story, you know, for you guys. I'm still going to go to my other resources, you know, in the end of this. Um, I got 11, 11 o'clock, so this is a good topic to talk about today. So, I want to talk about um, the things we have been through as children and we have put aside. Um, you know, like they say, everything starts at home. And that is so true. Everything does start at home. Um, you know... Sometimes, you know, people who have been through, who had, you know, hard upbringings, you know, humble beginnings, beginnings that were somewhat traumatic and dire. And um, a lot of us grow up to cope with what, you know, has been inflicted on us mentally and spiritually and then we grow up thinking that you know we handled or we healed or we dealt with this situation as best as we could only for that situation to come up later or present itself later in our lives because When it comes down to it, you a lot of times never really healed from it. You either uh, pushed it to the side, pushed it to the back, or uh, coped or adapted, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a story. It's the story I found online. It's just a random one, you know, the first one that came to me. Because a lot of times, you know, when like I said, I've been dealing with spirituality, and sometimes spirit will give me something. And like they say, go with your first instinct, you know, or whatever resonates with you. But I'm going to just go with the first story that came to me. And then we're going to go from there. But anyway, this is called Bobby's Story. This story is on rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org, slash Survivor Stories. This story is called Bobby's story. Um, this is Bobby Becerra or Becerra. Sorry if I slaughtered your last name. I do apologize for that. But this person is an author, storyteller, speaker, and a survival of child sexual abuse. So here we go. Bobby grew up in a strange world. Abuse was a regular occurrence. It was like an open secret, something known but not directly dealt with and often explained as just the way it is. 
Bobby was in her teens when she first heard her therapist actually call what was happening to her abuse. According to Bobby, it was hard to hear. She didn't want the word used in association with her mother. Bobby continued over the years to look for ways to help herself heal. In her 30s, she found a step, uh, excuse me, she found a 12-step group for sexual abuse survivors. At first, it was a lot of work for her to just go into the room. For the first couple of weeks, Bobby could only say her name, but soon started to share a little bit about her story. Here we go. This was the first time I was openly talking about my abuse in a room full of strangers that actually actually spoke my language. I felt like I was heard in a different way. There was no fear in my gut that made me feel like I'd better explain myself and tell them that I didn't invite the abuse. It happened and it was real. Everyone in that room conveyed, conveyed this nonverbal acceptance that told me I had nothing to prove and that was pretty amazing. And that was a pretty amazing experience. Um, Bobby has written a book called "Learning to Take It: How I Grew to Accept Abuse to Help Others Who Have Experienced." It says CSA. Um, I don't know what that means. So she says, "Deciding to write the book was absolutely one of my best decisions, and sometimes life just creates a space for you to do what you need to do." Since I was a little girl, I was always confronting things, always looking for answers and kept asking questions. I really paid attention to what people said because I wanted to understand and wanted to find better ways to look at life. I took lessons that I could, um, wait, I took lessons that I could, but one thing that was always so present in the world and almost offensively shocking to me was this question of why women just decided to stay in abuse. Why not just leave? For Bobby, that question was a punch in the gut with an impact that never went away. Through the years, I was able to talk about a lot of things, but I never had a voice to answer this question. It was just too much to attempt to verbalize. Over time, I was able to start imagining how I would answer. I felt this urgency in my body, and urgency in my body, an angry moment of thinking, if I'm going to answer this, then hold on. This will take a minute, and then I started to write. When Bobby started writing, she knew exactly what she was answering. My answer to the question was, let's start when I was young. I became an abused woman because I was groomed to be one when I was a child. If you are looking at someone who is 25 and talking to her about, talking to her about abuse, well, the conversation is 20 years late. People needed to talk to her when she was five, when she was learning to imagine herself as a woman. Waiting until she is an adult often means she is being questioned and ultimately blamed for living a life that she has learned and had to endure for so many years. I hope that sharing my story can help us understand that victims don't simply choose a life of abuse. And maybe we need to start asking a different kind of question. Just the process of writing was an incredible experience for me. It seemed like everything kept coming out so quickly but it was all over the years of questioning that gave me a voice. I wrote for a couple of months, and then I actually felt myself stop almost immediately, immediately about halfway through. In my gut, I knew what was happening. Everything I was saying in my writing was genuine and honest and incredibly hard to hear. 
It was my truth, but I wasn't alone. As I lived it, I thought of my brother. We grew up together, and even though this is my story, there's no way I can tell it without acknowledging him and who he is in my life. It was time for me to call and tell him what I was doing. I told him that I was writing and let him know that if he doesn't feel good about it, excuse me, I won't publish it, but I need to finish the work. I had such an incredible gift with my brother. He was amazing. He said, Bobby, I know anything that you write will be respectful. Do what you need to do and I will support you. After that, Bobby was able to finish the book. It is still something that helps her and is a tool that she and her brother are using to continue to work together. As Bobby continues to move through the healing process with her brother, she also speaks about her mother's role in their abuse. For years, up until my mother passed, I was always looking for her to show up in a way that let me know that my safety was a priority. It felt so confusing because she she did show up in some way. She did everything she could to, could do to make sure we lived indoors and had food and clothing. She found ways to teach me an incredible amount about love and compassion. Still, we lived so long in abuse that she allowed. It felt impossible to reconcile them with both realities. I had to understand, my, understand that my mom came from her own trauma and the way she lived and told me that this is a part of the world was true for her and part of her survival. She continues to say, as an incredibly painful as it is, it was, I had to learn that it's not about whether or not my mother loved me. It was about if she had the capacity to show the kind of love I needed. It's a very hard line to be able to follow, but when I can remember that my mother shared with me the kind of love she was able to, then I can hold some comfort. Bobby confronted her abuse, became an author, and has found healing and hope along the way. She shares how she looked outside of the abuse and created a life of colors, beauty, and freedom. Um, take time and look at art, hear music, practice math. Looking at things that create questions, make you look beyond immediate answers, can suggest that there is more to the world. Maybe what's in front of me is not the only option. These kinds of questions give me a sense of invitation and permission to look outside of the world. I am in which has helped me immeasurably in my healing. It helps me to continue acknowledging my experience to deal with the effects. Okay, that's a long story, okay? But I didn't. she didn't give me details. You know, I told you it was the first story that came to me, and I probably would um, do another chapter or part two to this, but um, what I want to under, uh, was it, iterate on this story about um, Bobby, um, it's probably best to buy her book <laughs> for one. That's the first thing I want to mention. Um, the second thing is that there's a lot of people who have been through what she's been through. You know, um, people felt, but they felt um, betrayed by the people who were supposed to protect them. Um, and I feel like, like you know, I go to say when we, when you walk around in that energy, because you are betrayed by the people who you are sent here to come into the world who are sent to put you out into the world and the ones that you started with hurt you the worst first. So, um, it, it does throw you off course, but I've been looking and I hope nobody takes offenses, but I've been looking at a lot of things and I've been doing my own observation of people of abuse 
You know, I, I'm uncomfortable with Perkin Home either, but I can respect other people's stories because, I mean, I feel like um, when it comes to my life and some of the stories I've heard, I can um, actually give great, I mean, gratitude and thanks for my journey, my path, my situation. But I can also respect another individual's story because a lot of people go through... Um, some people go through some stuff, um, some SHIT, you know, and, and it's just be like, damn, you survived that. And I would, I would, I was going back to Bobby's story. It's just, even though she didn't give us detail of what happened, it's like, it's still a per part of you can res resonate with it, you know, that it was taught to be normal. It was something you accepted, you know what I mean? You know, I can talk from my personal experience that it's heartbreaking when you see this person that you feel like is your hero and this person looks like you, this person is your mom, you call them mom, but they, when you needed them to protect you, they wasn't there. You feel me? Like, you know, and then sometimes the mother or the parent will look at you as a threat. Like you really wanted this attention. Like you was just making it up. They turned their eye. Some of them act like I was happy it was you and not them. Some of them could have actually enjoyed it. But that betrayal. Okay. And so. Alright. So then you go through these things. And you looking at your parent. And you like. Oh. You get this slight. I hate to say it. But hate for this parent. You know. Like, like when you needed them, they was not there. And then, and then they just get up in their regular day life and act like everything's normal. Like everything is okay. You know? And, um, you grow up looking at this parent, but there is a, a distance between you and this parent, but you're not realizing, but you're seeing it, but you're not wanting to acknowledge it. You see the distance here. You know, there's a gap drawn between you and this parent, you know, for not protecting you, for making excuses for why it was allowed. And then sometimes you would go and tell the parent what somebody did to you. And the parent was like, oh, you're making it up. It's just in your head. Oh, for real. It wasn't like that, you know? And then and then you got to go out in the world with this scar and this wound. And then when you try to address it to the parent, the parent still doesn't acknowledge it. Because later on, sometimes in life, they do come to realize that they wasn't there for you. Because sometimes that's the way the universe works. And then when you get older and then you go out there and you sat out there on your journey and you, you, you healed as much as you can from what was done and you become successful or sometimes you don't become successful, but the parent still is not taken acknowledge, but sometimes they come in your life and you didn't accomplish all these dreams and goals. And now they want some kind of acknowledgement or some kind of credit. And then sometimes they don't because the guilt you know, um, I would want to say how I felt, but I understand how people 
who have been let down by their parents. But in in all reality, at the end of the day, we still got to forgive them. We got to forgive them because, like in the word says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you already know that, you know, there was some situations in life that occurred to them that broke them down, you know. And going back to today real quick is where we at. We got to heal those traumas. We got to heal those traumas from them broken mamas and them broken fathers. You know? They came from, you know, yo, humans, the human race, this human race came from a broken foundation, a foundation of hate, deceit, and this would pass down. Ain't nobody survived that, that karma. Ain't nobody survived it. Wasn't nobody untouched and ain't nobody going to be untouched. They got to pay for the karma from back in the day. You feel me? But it's just the fact that we got to acknowledge this. We got to say, you know what? I was hurt. I didn't get the sorry that I deserve. I get. I didn't get the apology that I deserve. But I can, I can relate to the disappointment and that letdown. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and, and I remember the pain now. Cause it's like, I've been, you know, it's, it's been, but it's coming. It's, it's here. You understand? We got to, I don't know. Maybe not everybody got to go through it, but you know, sometimes I was just watching, um, a video with candy, um, and Nivea. And this is what brought this podcast today is because you do hold on to these pains and you think you're dealing with them and you think you're coping with them and you're like, I'm all right. But sometimes you trying to escape that pain, it can either leave you, it, it leads you into a pain, but it can alter your reality. Sometimes, sometimes you having to escape your reality just in your mind. And I don't want to be harsh, but I feel like that's where good actresses and actors come from. I feel like people are people like that are good at escaping some harsh realities and some harsh truths. That's how they're able to step out of character sometime and get into another one. But that's a whole nother story, whole nother subject. But I seen this story and I watched her. I've been where she at, you know what I mean? I've been where Nivea was at, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you you get caught up in so much pain. Oh my gosh, y'all. I'm telling you, for y'all that escaped it or the ones who understand what I'm saying, you can get so much so caught up in the pain that the only way out is another substance or something to get you out of that mindset. You got to get out of your head, you know, because you be so wrapped up in that pain sometimes. And, and sometimes you got to get in your mind to get out, you know, to get through the pain. You got to go there. And sometimes, sometimes people get, excuse me, I said that twice. Sometimes people get stuck. 
right? But the the way to get out is to be uh what is it? To self-medicate, you know. And I'm telling you, man, you could get you could be caught up and you just like one day you just want to go out, right? And you be in the, you could be in some hurt. Something something big or something something painful has taken place in your life. And that's why you got to be careful when you go when you're going through something because you can wind up in a situation that can alter your whole life. You know, and that's why we we got to do pay attention to ourselves. You know, when we're going through, we got to actually, you know, sometimes you're going to have to go through it to get out and you're going to have to be isolated to do so. So you can come through as, you know, some would say the dark night of the soul. Um, but that takes, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's deep and it's a lot, but going back to the video and I seen that video and I was just like, I feel you cause I understand and you, you know, sometimes you, you move and move so far in life. You go, you know, you move so fast, you know what I'm saying? And then you forget about stuff and things you've been through. And then, you know, sometimes you could take a little moment and just be grateful for what you came through. And just be like, damn, I did go through that. You know what I mean? Like, I was actually like, I went through that. Like, you know, I, I, I seen that journey. I seen that moment in my life. How are you going to get out? How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to move forward? I can't see myself moving forward. And think to the most high, they move you. They do move you through, you know. But um, we got to heal. We got to sometimes, y'all, we be running from the past. The past will catch up to you. That you gonna have to sit there and take a look at it and it's weird, look at his uh, look at it in his ugly face and say, I'm not running from you no more. You are my past and that's where you belong. But you got me wrong. Yes, you there. You you wasn't there for me. I forgive you. It takes time, but I'm just saying, in the present. I forgive you. You know. I understand that I don't know because I want to say that's what you were supposed to go through but I don't feel comfortable with it but that was your journey that was your path and I I want to say that you know people will be like we I dealt with it I dealt with it I'm healed I'm okay but your relationship says otherwise. You feel me? Your relationship says otherwise. Because, you know, I, sometimes I feel like our relationships are, re are reflections of where we are at mentally. You know, I'm not saying, I don't say be judgmental or anything, but it's like, It's like you have this picture of your person that you're going to date and you're going to be with in your life, right? Now, the person that you have pictured that you're going to be with could already been molded 
from the life or your environment, right? So you run into the person that you created in your head, being as though what you seen in your environment. So you see them because you manifest them and boom, here they are. You don't subconsciously manifest them, but your environment kind of does, you know. Hmm. Um. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to contradict myself. I might sound, I even sound all over the place, but... The amount of healing you do from whatever occurred in your life will produce itself in your uh, fruit basket. <laughs> okay. Um, I can show you mine, you know, and tell you where I come from. I, I'm only denying it because I know where I came from. Um, but... It has something to do with it. They say, um, you've heard the quote, you know, let the past go, don't turn around. Um, that's true. You, but you do have to forgive, forgive. And then appreciate the lesson. If you can mentally understand it. See, it's a whole bunch of broken pieces here. You know, it's like a whole other things that needs to be said. Um, in between. This, uh, of what I'm speaking. So... I want to think about what I'm saying. I might get quiet for a minute, but I'm trying to hear my thoughts. So, what I'm trying to say is that um, it's what happens is I feel like when we don't heal, we become. We say we have, but what happens is like the growth get paused. It uh, it suppresses your growth. It's like the body grows, but the mind um, doesn't catch up to it. You understand that? So we're going through all these adult situations, right? But we still have childish moments. Um, and make childish choices. When it comes to love. Sometimes you could be great with finances. You could be great with all this other stuff, right? But when it comes to love, you go back to that child. You go back to that child that was wounded. You go back to that child that you said wasn't healed, that was healed but wasn't. You understand? You go back to looking for some kind of love that was taken from you when you was a child, and I think that's what you go looking for in your partner sometimes. That's why I think we have, that's why it's called childhood trauma. 
childhood wounds because we go looking for our partner to be our superhero or our what's it Jack and Jill went up the hill our um Snow White and our uh Cinderella man or I don't know what guys <laughs> that's just being honest like what is they looking for you I don't know what guys are looking for in their woman but it ain't the woman. You know what I'm saying? When a guy looking for a woman, he ain't looking for a woman. Some guys, not all. Please don't judge me. But a guy is not, you know what I mean? He's not looking for the the nurturer. He's not looking for the, you know what I'm saying? Y'all understand what I'm saying? And that's where the guy was wounded in his childhood because there was lack of nurturing. So he don't even know and can't accept a nurturing woman a lot of times. You know, maybe it takes age to uh establish this but i also feel like it's a, a high percentage of healing and like i said i just burped so there gotta be some truth so when we come from when we come from our past uh generational wise right this these traumas has been passed down over and over and over and over again. We just get into a place where it's time to pay attention to them, right? And that seems like it was a bunch of grown people in all kinds of races that were broken from their childhood. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Because the foundation that was created in the world today from the past was toxic. I mean, we had wars. I mean, there were good times. We had wars. We had slavery. We had colonization. We had um, all of that. So then we had even young people fighting in wars. Um, and then, and think about what the things that came up in slavery was a lot of toxic things, you know, that was going on. And then think about it, when slavery ended, some of these behaviors that were practiced within the slavery community against the slaves, them activities became, um, what's it, adapted, conformed. They were used to them. So they went and practiced them on their own people, right? So they took them bad habits and put them back in their families. So there go some more childhood wounds. There go some more childhood traumas. And then you create hate. Hate was created out of all of this. You feel what I'm saying? This goes back to the biblical days. This goes back to the beginning. We are just now getting to a place where we have to heal confirmation. All of that. That's where we're going. That's where we're doing. You can't keep walking in the earth trying to hurt everybody because you don't want to heal your stuff. You can't keep be walking in the earth and being hurt because you don't want to set up boundaries because you need somebody to love you. It ain't, you ain't got room. It ain't no more room for that. You know? We got to clean up our junk. We got to go within. We got to heal. We got to tell people, no, we won't go. We we can't, we won't, 
We can't do the same. It's not, it's, we're not doing what we did back then. We on some new shh. So yeah, people, people betrayed you. People lied to you. And you know what? They ain't did their work. People that still got to walk around the earth and think they got to get even with people and hurt people. They need to do their work. And if they ain't going to do their work, they're going to be called out for the stuff they doing. Because people ain't going to keep taking their stuff because people can see it. You know what I mean? People used to brush things like that under the rug because they didn't love themselves. People ain't putting up with that. People take your ass to court today in a hot minute, especially with the finances looking the way they do. You ain't getting over on nobody. And ain't nobody supposed to get over on you because you don't need somebody to love you because you love your damn self. You understand? Um, You got people out here manipulating people, trying to send people to wrong relationships, wrong partners, influencing people, putting people with the messed up relationships and hooking people up with the wrong people because they jealous of you because they want to see somebody hurt you. How about this? How about you heal all that? That way you can see somebody trying to set your ass up because you doing well for yourself. Going around here hurting people because you hurt. No, we don't got to do that no more. We ain't, ain't got to do that. Just call them out on that bullshit. See it for what it is and, and, and back up. Leave. Go. Vacation. Oh, I see. I seen your games. I see you. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta sit there and brush the games you trying to play to the side. I see them. They in my eye. They like right there. Like it's like beaming like 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 360 degrees in my eyes. Like why why I try to hide somebody bullshit? It's okay. To be alone. It's okay to raise your kids. Until you heal on your own. Instead of trying to bring somebody in there. To play daddy with your broken heart. Or play wife with your broken heart. Okay. So, you know, as I went going back all the way back to the beginning of this podcast and Miss Bobby and and Nivea and Candy, you know, it's true. The past will come and haunt you if you don't put the work in to heal it. I'm not judging her. I'm I was there where she was at. True story. No BSing, no manipulating or nothing. I understand. I, I that resonated. And it's hard, and anybody knows, you know, who been through something, it's hard to come out that hole. It's hard to come out that pain because that's what you know. That's when you've been for a long time. And, and sometimes we cope and we deal with it and we have all these fancy things going around it, but we don't have time to uh, deal with it. And then we got people who see the problem that don't acknowledge it, ain't trying to call it out for what it is because they scared they're going to lose a job or some kind of money. Them, them ain't healthy friends. You need real people in your life like, yo, that's that's that you did. That was some bullshit right just now. You need people to call you out. 
because that's going to bring karma on you. And then that person sitting in the background looking at you kept, kept all that damn karma be catapulted on you later. Y'all be having moles in your camps because you can't see because you ain't done that work because everybody been prettying, prettying up your sh for a long time. And now you walking around the earth trying to hurt somebody that fire people that tells you the truth. Don't wonder with people who speak up for themselves. Listen, healing is a weapon. Forgiveness is a weapon. Okay? Because you can see through the smoke. Your eyes be open. Your ears be open. Your nose be open. You can smell the bush. Heal. Heal them wounds. Them childhood wounds. You your hero. You your first love. You loving yourself is your first love story. People made people hurt us. People betrayed us. People left us out in the cold. People didn't care how we was going to eat. People didn't care. And sometimes life had people taken away from us. And then we had to go be in life on our own. On our own. And then the people who was left to take care of us. And treat us like S-H-I-T. We got to forgive them too. Because now you got you. If you spiritual. Spirit, spirit got you. They know what you've been through. You don't want to ask for help. You don't believe in it. Some people don't believe in spirit. Some people don't believe in the divine. You'll see them. You'll see them later. Because the divine going to bring them to your attention. Okay. But yeah. You got to. You got to do the damn work. Man. That's when we got hurt first. Not a lot. Not everybody. But some of us. A lot of us. That's when we got hurt. And. Yo, it's a lot of people out here wounded, sitting in pretty places. You healing you is going to show you them people. You can't you can't walk around blind woke. You can't close your eyes when you woke. You're going to wake up first when you first start paying attention to you. You're going to get tired of some sh you're going to get tired of some people doing you a certain way. You're going to get tired of certain situations turning out a certain way. You're going to want to know how to change it. And it starts with the heart and the mindset. The mind, the mind has to change in order for your world to change. And sometimes the person you got to start with is that little kid inside you. You know, you know the little kid that think that all them glittery, shiny things are impo of importance. That's, that's, a, that's nice. But when the most one beautiful thing about you being to reflect on your childhood and it's being able to say, yeah, you went through that, but look where I got you at today. Look where you at today. I did that for me and you. And then you have kids, you're going to do that for them too. You know? You healing you, I said it and I'm going to say it again, it will heal your 
grandbabies, your grandbabies, grandbabies, your kids, 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 because you're going to speak different. You're going to talk to them different. You're going to think different. You know? But anyway, today's moral of the today's podcast is that it's these childhood traumas and childhood childhood wounds have to be healed because we got to produce more abundant people, grandchildren, presidents, secretaries, doctors, lawyers in the world. And we got to tell them how to use their mind. We got to tell them how to create, how to spend, how to budget. And you already know, that's where the manifestation come in. You calling it, your grandbabies is going to be damn little bitty, I mean, little geniuses because you have manifested <laughs> little bitty geniuses because you heal and you talking to your family different. You're not always sitting there vibing on some low vibration. You people talking about the moon, the stars, the elements, um, balance, how to deal with toxic situations, how to deal with challenges. You feel me? So you making room for progress. You know, when you sitting, you sitting in your cook, your family cookout in your wheelchair, you want to see what you've been working on for all the, you're going to see if you're doing what you're supposed to do when you sitting in that wheelchair or you sit on that chair in the backyard and you look at all them people in that backyard and you see them people abundant and happy. You did that. That's you because you did the work. You healed. You created, you changed your mind and created a whole diamond legacy just because you chose to heal and think different. And every time you speak to one of your family members, your grandbabies, you're putting a seed in their head to think different. You can have that if you really put in the work, you know? Because we, we went through some dark spells. We did. But Spirit is calling for us to say, look, we can give y'all something else. You know, we know what y'all went through. But y'all, you know, y'all know what y'all went through. It's time for something different. So, we've been on here for 42 minutes. Um... I, I was looking for my topic today. I was going to just go and uh, read one of my stories, but the story came to me because I was, you know, I give, I take my time and let it come because I, I already got the number from Spirit saying, all right, we in order for you, you, you know, you need something or your studies or whatever, because they already be like 10 steps ahead of you. So they was like, all right, we're going to give you some time. For you to, uh, you know, research, see what you need, see what you can find. Because something's going to come to you unexpectedly. And I'm thinking, I'm always thinking it's money. <laughs> they be telling me he's not worrying about money. But I be thinking it'd be like money. Or then I thought it might be something else. But it was about my uh, 
what I had to come and speak to y'all today about was childhood traumas and childhood wounds. Um, we we gotta forgive our parents. We gotta forgive the past. We gotta. That's what it, I've, I've heard that come up a lot of times in different like readings because you know I, I tell read too and I was like I kept hearing forgive your parents and you be like I forgave my parents but when I was just talking about y'all today I was like mm, it's still something there it's still something there and I was like I'm good I'm great you know what I'm saying I ain't got no issues you know I'm, I dealt with all my but it is because I was like damn when I was talking to them, I was like Okay. It is something that I felt the sting. You know, I felt like, oh. And when I said it, I was like, you. The whole situation played in my head the day that it didn't. The, the One of the days that my parent, I felt they wasn't there for me. And it came in my head. And I didn't even associate. I didn't even associate these two until just now. So. Listen, if you can sit there and get somewhere on, on a, um, a recording like I am, if you want to do a podcast or whatever, you're going to have to, that's how you're going to touch them nerves. You're going to have to, you have to go, you're going to have to go there. You're going to have to uh, allow, you're going to have to give yourself the outlet for some. Some of y'all are going to have to go in, go in, go in and cry. Y'all going to have to, if you want to. But if you want to heal it so it don't repeat itself. I know I'm sounding traumatic, but I'm telling you something. If you don't want it to repeat itself, you have to touch it. You have to hit that wire. You have to open it up. And you got to cry. You're going to be mad. And maybe some of y'all dealt with it. That's fine. And maybe some people haven't. But you're going to have to acknowledge it. Because it's coming back to bite you. For some. Not everybody. It's been there. You're gonna have to cut that, you're gonna have to cut that infection out. Okay, that you heard that, you heard that, right? That confirmation there. You're gonna have to cut that infection out. That you've been saying it's okay. So it's alright. It's okay. You know. The scar there, you know. Physically and mentally for some. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go in there and you're gonna have to cut it out and you're gonna have to say, I forgive you. And you're gonna have to cry to the little My daughter told me, she said, Mom, you always wanna make somebody cry. I'ma tell you, listen, y'all listen, my baby tell she said I always wanna make people cry, but listen, America, listen, world, we walk around here and we hide stuff all day, <laughs> every day. You get pissed, you try to hold it in. We that's hiding something. Somebody piss you off on a job, you hiding stuff. You you just letting stuff go. Okay, listen. You're gonna have to get in there and you're gonna have to tell, you're gonna have to do whatever it has comes with it, and then you're gonna have to let it go. That's for some. Only if you see it the if you see something continue to repeat itself in your life and produce itself. It's probably something in there in that area of your life that you need to heal. That's just for anybody. Anybody could come across this in here. 
If somebody, you, you're just going to have, somebody piss you off at work, you're going to have to cry about it. You're going to have to write down what you got to do to release. You do what you got to do to release whatever they did, and you produce and manifest a different outcome. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing. If you're going through some sh on a job, right, you feel your ass is getting ready to get put out that job. It's probably time to go. It's probably, if something say you need to find another job, stop playing. Stop. But if you want to get fired, I understand your situation. But you better have some damn uh, receipts. Okay? If you see, you like, no, nah, they're going to fire me. Well, um, have your receipts. Don't, don't go in there stupid now. You see this time coming. Just have your little, you know, your plan B. Okay? That's, that's some extra stuff over there. But it all correlates. Okay? It goes together. Anyway, guys, um, let me see. Do I should I do it? Now I did. I didn't did forty eight minutes. You know, I feel like this is a was a hot topic enough for you guys. You know, so I'm gonna call me crazy, but it's okay because it's what we do. You know, you know what I say. But let me see. Okay, I'm going to see. You know, I've already been on here for 15 minutes. Let's go. Right. Ain't nobody, I probably ain't going to listen to the whole thing anyway. But, hey, no, it's not going to be negative, okay? You can come back. I'm doing a little bit much today. Hold on now. Let me look. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. All right. Let's see what's going on here. Sorry, you know, that's my long. Me doing a bit much. Yeah, did y'all hear that? That ain't coming out. One day, guess what? One day, somebody's going to do all that. Because they're going to edit it. They're going to these like these long gaps between these podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, I'm going to just throw in one of my questions, maybe, if I find one. Okay. All right, here you go. This is one. It's another one in there, <clears throat> but I just thought I, I didn't want y'all to. Anyway, <laughs> here you go this one. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one. Okay, the the question for today is: Will religion ever become obsolete? Okay, scrap that. Scrap that one. Okay, this is it. Is suffering a necessary part of the human condition? What would people what would people who never suffer be like? Um who I, I could say is suffering a necessary necessary part of the human condition? Is it a necessary part? Do you think it's necessary? Do I think it's necessary? Suffering? No. 
I wouldn't say suffering because suffering can be extreme, but obstacles and challenges, maybe it's the, you know, terminology, maybe a difference here. I would prefer that lessons, life lessons, um, lessons such as learning how to treat people, learning that what you dish out comes back. But suffering, I don't, I don't like the suffering part. I don't think the suffering part is necessary. But I feel like karma is a good uh, example of, um, you know, basically, uh, what's it, uh, law of attraction or universal law and stuff like that. Those are good things. But suffering, no. I don't think suffering is a necessary part of the human condition. Um, what would life be like if people never suffered? Okay, let's just give it an example. If every day you could go outside, you had you a little cabin, and every day you went to the lake, you will always come home. You go to the lake, you catch your fish, and you go home uh, and cook it. You go to the store. I mean, if I could just go every day, everywhere without suffering, I, and not know about suffering. I mean, maybe some days I would go fishing and I wouldn't catch a fish. That's the kind. Of, that's the kind I'm talking about. That, that's something that I could deal with. You know what I mean? But without it, I mean, yeah. I think we could do it. I mean, you know, it's all about how you think, you know? I mean, I, I, I didn't see stuff. is a strong word. I think stuff is just strong as hate. But anyway, to yourself or, you know, ask your friends, what would people be like who never suffered? Well, sometimes, you know, when it comes to, to in, in the rich world, those people who haven't never had to struggle about paying a bill, <laughs> they would probably kill themselves. You know? People who had to go stand in the line for food, you probably wouldn't see them there too often. They probably wouldn't last too long on Earth. Um, but can we live in a world? Is suffering necessary? I don't think so. I think the world would be better without it. You know, I mean, who? I mean, if, if you didn't know about... Only way I think... Sometimes I think suffering produces crime. You know, if you didn't have so much suffering, I don't think you would have so much crime. Correct. No, I don't think it's a human. It's an it's a human necessary or necessary human. Um, no, nah, I don't think it's necessary. It's not necessary. Suffer is a strong word. Now, if you change the vocabulary word, is it necessary for people to go through life lessons? Yeah, it's it's a lesson like to learn them. Um, you know, if you continue to just buy anything and spend your money any on anything, you're gonna go broke. I mean, I appreciate that lesson. It depends on the extremity of the lesson. And the last question is, do do or does hardship make a person stronger? If so, under what condition and at one point is it too much hardship? If not, what makes a person stronger? Yeah, hardship can make a person stronger. That sounds like I'm about to contradict myself real quick. It do, you know, um, struggles in a relationship. I just prefer the, the, the okay, maybe I'm, I'm having some issues with the, the term 
the choice of terms here or vocabulary word. It do make you stronger. Do I think it's necessary? Again, no. But if not, what, what makes a person stronger? Um, going to the gym, working out, eating fruits and vegetables and protein shakes, steroids. Okay, that was too much. But in the reality of the question, listen, I can tell you what makes you makes you what make you stronger. And without having a hardship, but it is a hardship. Sleeping, going out in the woods and surviving off the land for about 30 days. That could break or kill you. That's a hardship, depending on if you know what to do. Now, if you don't know what to do, that's that's a hardship, yes. But that, that will make you stronger. Going out in the world and... Um, uh, what else is the question? Yeah, I, okay, I do. I say it. It does make you stronger. It do. It um. It opens your eyes to. It it'll help you prevent. Later on down the line, of uh, prevent you from repeating that hardship, that cycle. Well, anyway, guys, this is going to be the end of my podcast. And again, I hope you guys have a beautiful one. Bye.